da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Welcome back in to another Rants and Raves edition of the Mad About Movies podcast. A Rants and Raves TV edition of the show in which we take a step back from movie talk to discuss TV. The subject of tonight, Larry David's Curb Your Enthusiasm. We're going to be mainly talking about Season 9 of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Spoilers are ahead, so if you haven't seen Season 9, please watch it before you're joining us, and uh, be forewarned. But we will be discussing uh, all of Curb and all that implies. Welcome to the show, guys. I know I am joined by a Curb originalist. And uh, Mr. Richard Barden, hey. A lifer, if you will. Lifer, pretty, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Doing pretty good? Good. And we're joined by a, a newbie, if you will, uh, Brian, who just joined the Curb Party within the last 12 months, pretty much. Actually, within the last couple months, binged mm-hmm. the entire series. So we got, we're coming from every perspective this evening, and it should be a fun time. How great is this, mm-hmm. guys? <laughs> this is great, Funkhauser. Um, man, I just... I love Curb. I'll just say that up the top. <laughs> I, I mean, it's such a void in my heart when, when um, I didn't have Curb in my life. I didn't discover I Curb probably until 2006, maybe. Maybe senior mm-hmm. year. Yeah. But um, I quickly... Went back and watched as much as I could of them. I remember downloading the episodes illegally on like LimeWire or something like that. <laughs> Be able to is the only way to watch anything. And I just I was so obsessed with Larry's sense of humor and just how many bits he was able to cram in every single episode. And it's just yeah. mind boggling the amount and the of, way they stack on each other and the too. way they they work with each other, the way they complement each other, the way he can bring a bit back after a three or four episode absence and the way he, he just, it, it, the, Larry David is very known for, um, being unprepared and not being able to do a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, that's why curb took, I don't know what five year break since the season, uh, since season eight is because in Larry's mind, the, the, the daunting task of having to write another season, like he can't handle it in his brain, right? he, he he said he had a mental breakdown whenever Seinfeld got picked up for season one because he couldn't imagine himself writing 22 episodes. He's like, how in God's name? I could barely write one. How am I going to do 22? And so the fact that his mind thinks like that and he's able to envision an entire season and I don't know how many – I mean, I've written them down here for season nine. We're going to go through the episodes here just and, and talk about our favorite moments and things like that. But, I mean – some of these episodes, there are a dozen funny bits in there. Good, funny bits that you could you could base an episode off one or two of those bits. But he's just stacking jokes on jokes. And it's so impressive at the consistency he's done it over the past nine seasons. In the past, uh, what, 17 years at this point or whatever it is. So um, just really love him. I, I really think he fills a necessary void in comedy right now. And uh, over the past few years, for that matter, uh, comedy on TV has, has been lacking, and, and it's just so consistent. I was so impressed this last go-around, and Brian can probably speak to this a little bit more, 
about how well I can watch a movie. I mean, watch an episode from say season six and watch one from season two back to back. And it's the exact same theme. It's the exact same mm-hmm. music. It's the same way it's shot. They're wearing the same stuff. I mean, it's like he decided in, in 99 or 2000, this is the show. And he never changed his mind for 17 years on anything creatively. And it's just <laughs> impressive how consistent it is. I mean, a show like The Office, where it takes place in the same setting for the entire series, you, can, you can't watch season seven and season one back to back. It's just weird. Everything, everybody looks different and everything's, it's just different. It's just not with Curb for some reason. It exists in like this weird time capsule bubble. And <laughs> it's the jokes from season one are just as relevant and funny as the jokes from season nine. I just think it's, it's a work of genius. And if this is the last season we get, thank you. Thank you, Larry, for bringing us another season because um, I, I just, Every time he he works himself up in order to do another season, I'm just like, thank you, because you didn't have to do that. I'm sure it was tough on him. So uh, just love me some Curb, and I'm excited to talk about it with you fellas tonight, probably for the last time at length on this show, which is really sad. <laughs> um, yeah, but Richard, you like I said, you're an OG uh, Curb watcher. Yeah, I've, I you know, like I saw, I remember seeing it. Um, there was like this weird, beautiful six-month stretch my like freshman year of high school where we had HBO due to like, we were in a rental house and there was a new cable situation and you know, one of those things. And I didn't know. I mean, I honestly, I don't think I knew really who Larry David was. I knew that people I liked, like the show is this, it was the first season and I saw a couple episodes and then I saw a couple more here or there and thought it was like, that's eh, okay. It's funny. I was way more into Larry Sanders at that time. Um and didn't get the whole curb thing. I mean, I thought it was fine, but it wasn't like must see TV. And then friend of the show, friend of mine, friend of Kent's, Blake Brown, um, like later in high school, started getting the box sets. And then we would all go over because we were really cool and girls really liked us. We would all go over to Blake's house, a bunch of bros. I think Kent was in on this, and we would all. He had this cool. Blake had like he was the cool guy in our high school that his parents let him have like the above garage. Above the garage apartment. <laughs> yeah. It was legit. And yeah. And so it was right by our school. So like that was the place to go and get all hopped up on Mountain Dew and watch Curb because we were like <laughs> real renegades. I mean, I'm serious. I'm not, it's not even a euphemism. That's like what we would do. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, so that's when I like really fell in love with it. Probably like season three ish, season four ish, and then watched it through college. Um, and then through young adulthood and then, you know, I'm, I'm 31 now. So I guess this hasn't been on since I was like 25. Was it a six year hiatus? Wasn't that what it was? Um, yeah, 2011. Yeah. So I was like 24, 25 when it went off and then my buddy, by then on my buddies, I had HBO or some. And so we would all, I had a way of watching it. I can't imagine I had HBO at that age, but for some reason I had a way to watch it and we would all, uh, come over to my house, me and in front of the show, corn dog and, and producer Steven, and watch and and so um so yeah i'm you know this show was always to me great well it was good at the beginning that i found it to be great and then once leon came into the fold when i was like 22 <laughs> 23 went to the one of the best shows of all time um it's just a, a real and it's a really unique thing and then obviously as i got older and smarter to understand kind of its context and the culture with the seinfeld thing and all of that i was like and then really kind of in, in the unique way that it's written and produced and the, the emphasis on story. And, you know, I became consciously aware of these things and, and began to appreciate it a great deal. And now it's probably one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, so I enjoy the season. 
you know, I'll say at the beginning, this isn't even a top five season of Curb. I don't think, especially I've rewatched a bunch lately too. And the last two seasons were so great. Um, this doesn't quite compare to those. By that, I mean, it's still better than any other comedy that's currently on TV. Um, but it probably, to me, doesn't didn't reach peak, peak curb level. But just that it's there and you hear the music and, you know, you see the familiar faces. It was great. Uh, but it was probably like a B minus on the curb scale, which means it's probably like an A or A plus on anyone else's scale, of course. But uh, but I really enjoyed having it back in my life. And and uh, and, real, and, and the season was full of some really really great moments for sure for sure we'll talk about those later on but brian you're the one we want to hear everyone wants to hear from because you were sort of you weren't a seinfeld guy but you you i mean you appreciated it but just wasn't your thing and Mm -hmm. and then you were aware of curb and kind of put it off put it off put it off and then you binge because you're brian you binge the entire thing in like a month and then then, i I, I want to hear brian's play-by-play i want you to go through your notes brian (laughs) every point you made about curb because i just want to know like oh gosh little moments that you discovered along the way like the what jokes work for you and stuff i mean yeah yeah, i'm with richard i'm really excited about this part i wish i would have like taken extensive notes throughout the process i started i've started curb um, at least two times prior to this go round. Wow! And then just like lost, you know, didn't have HBO anymore, or because everybody, it is weird that that's a very real thing that everybody has gone through at some point. It's like, oh, I had HBO for a few months, and then I lost it, kind of lost track of the show. Um, I always enjoyed it. I I enjoyed this show. I'll say significantly more than Seinfeld. I'm I'm not gonna debate the the merits of of the two but this is if i if you were like hey you can only watch one show for the rest of your life and it has to be one of these two shows i would much prefer uh curb to to seinfeld i think um you know it was a little slow to get started and just kind of like work into the the theming and the bit because you're totally right can't like it's I mean, the first episode is the, almost the exactly like the yeah. last episode. Yeah, it's like I mean, about it's, a, it's, it's the like same. A, I think the last episode is about a pants issue too. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it brings it all back around. Totally, so. very circular. Yeah. Um, but it's it's incredibly consistent. Um, so I wish I would have. I, I wish I would have noted like every time because I texted you guys. I don't know. There's 90 episodes. I probably, I probably texted you guys 45 times. Like, oh my gosh, I just got to to this part or whatever. But yeah, I watched the whole thing. I started in probably when did this season start? Like early started October. October yeah, 5th, I probably I probably started right before the uh, the new season started, or maybe maybe early September or something like that. And so I binged all of it. Now I can't. I can't tell you like this happened in season one and this happened in season two or, or mm-hmm. any of that stuff just because it is all you know it's the same it, it just it was i watched 80 episodes all in one <laughs> you know in one go basically yeah so um i thought the carpool lane was maybe one of the five funniest things that's ever i just I, that killed me yeah. um and when that, he gets the prostitute to ride in the carpool lane <laughs> right <laughs> yes was incredible um you Richard is a hundred percent right. The, uh, adding Leon took the show to an incredible new level. Uh, JB smooth is just, <laughs> I don't know if he's versatile at all. I don't know if you could, if he could do anything That's else. Fine. Just be Leon in another show. That's this. fine. Yeah. If exactly. Leon showed up on exactly. the good place, we'd all be like, this got 10 times yes. better. Let's go. Gosh. Yeah. So great. 
the Seinfeld reunion episode, I think, is everybody's kind of go-to. This is that's the great episode, and I I have no <laughs> qualms about that at all. One that I I don't know if it's uh, underrated or or lesser rated, but the Survivor oh, episode, my gosh, yeah, killed me. <laughs> I just the dinner setting on that was was absolutely amazing um but i i i don't know like i said i I can't rank season one versus season nine or whatever i will say when did cheryl they they got divorced in season seven i think yeah six or seven seven, okay i felt like uh for me the show (laughs) i enjoyed the last three seasons maybe more than the rest because (laughs) no i like cheryl wasn't anything about her so much as it totally opened up the character i mean larry david is just playing himself yeah. we all know this but the uh <laughs> the dgaf larry david that is the last three seasons killed me like i just there were so many times when i would text you guys or, or richard one of you and just be like i cannot believe what he just did and it was so it just killed me over and over again so i i this season being the only one that i've watched uh in in sort of real time um, I, you know, I'd seen that a lot of people were disappointed with this compared to past seasons. Oh, really? I haven't read anything on it. Uh, yeah. Like Steppenwall was like, it's kind of disappointing and I've seen others say similar things. Uh, for me, I don't know that it was the best, but it, and maybe again, it just is the experience of watching it semi close yeah. to, you know, in real time, even though I, I binged this over the last 10 days. So really it wasn't so much real time, but, um, I did the whole season the last few days, but, uh, I, I loved this season. I thought it was great. And I the maybe the best thing about the show, and this is something that I didn't realize about it uh coming in and, and might have gotten me to to like really push to to invest earlier on. Um I, I love I've never seen a show, especially in this day. You know, like Larry Sanders, I was always impressed when I went back and watched that last year or the year before. I was super impressed that they were able to do um continuing jokes and to keep stuff going yeah. through an episode or two episodes or you know, or more occasionally. The ability to pull that off in this show is unreal because they're calling back on stuff that happened like 10 years ago, yeah, you yeah, know, in, in, I mean. in some sections. And, and I'm, I'm blown away by that, let alone, um, once you kind of establish the pattern of the show and you understand how it's going to work pretty much episode to episode, and you start pre laughing, as I say, yes, exactly. You see these things happen <laughs> in the first three minutes and you know, immediately, I may not know exactly how this is going to play out, but this is coming back around at the end of this, this 25 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Like we're definitely, this is definitely the thing that's going to come back around. And I, I love that. But this season, that overall, little music thing hits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just like, Oh yes. Um, I thought this season was great. And, and uh, I thought the the basing pretty much the entire season around the fatwa was <laughs> one of the stronger comedic choices I, I I've ever seen in a in a TV show. So to me, it called like the the eighth. And I know you want to go through specifics and stuff. The eighth episode, which is kind of like a like the, the curb version of a clip show the with the oh yeah <laughs> with the Muslim investigator going back and talking to these people <laughs> that he yeah crazy guys over the, in. Incredible! That I just, was his I version of the Seinfeld finale, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, finale. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that stuff was great. But man, and finally, finally, Larry, someone takes Larry's side. Like you've been waiting on yes, that for ten exactly, years, and he's exactly, like, "So yeah. he did this for you? This sounds like and a great thing." It's so great. So anyway, uh, the like the whole show has been great. I think it maybe blossomed at mo- with Leon was great. That was a that was a terrific addition. 
But the Funk Man, that's uh, that's an all time oh, yeah. mid mid series uh, acquisition. Funk yeah, Man is such a love it or hate him kind of guy. I'm so glad love, you're pro oh Funk. Gosh, yeah, pro Funk all the way. Like, give me a whole show. Yeah. I'm 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 down for it. He's he's amazing. And would you like to hear a joke? He just it's just funny. Shows, that killed me. Gosh, yeah. So he just shows up at these these random moments, and it for me, like if you guys, if somebody was watching me watch the show, you know, I'm. Doing a, I'm, I'm never sitting and watching anything. I'm always working or reading or like working on something else. And anytime the funk man came on the screen, I'd like, you would see like my attention completely, you know, I'm turning, I'm in, I'm just locked into whatever he's going to do. I love the funk just, man too. Gosh, he kills me. He kills me. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, you're right. He is an unbelievable, you forget that he's not on the early seasons. It's much, a lot more Richard mm-hmm. Lewis and who's also great on the mm-hmm. show and Yes. And the yes. other crew and Jeff is a little bigger role. But yeah, the funk man just he's when he gets a divorce and they're at the Dodgers game, he's just how great oh is this? Gosh. I mean, funk is yeah. one of the great. All- <laughs> no one really knows what he does. It's so funny rich. because Bob Einstein is literally him like that. <laughs> like like yeah. there's, there's not even an exaggeration. Why is his name? Not just Bob Einstein. Like, like Ted Danson. Is, <laughs> know. You know? Marty Funkhauser. Marty Funkhauser. <laughs> <laughs> the line, the the lines are, and they talk about this on that that uh, that origins podcast, which uh-huh. we we heartily recommend for any fans of the yeah. show. Listen to that; it's it's a great kind of behind the scenes yeah, piece on it. But uh, that now, yeah. But uh, you know, you you hear uh, you you kind of hear Funkhauser, or you hear Bob Einstein <laughs> talk about it, and you're like, oh yeah, no, he is just you know, and he's talking about <laughs> this is going to be the best season yet. You know, he's so optimistic all the time. Just like, he is. just like the funk man. I love him so much. Yeah. But, uh, the yeah, ensemble he's... he assembled here is the complimentary. I mean, that's what was great about Seinfeld because Jerry was of course a famous standup, yeah. but it was like, you've got Kramer, you've got Elaine, you've got yes. George, you've got the soup Nazi, you've got Newman, you got so many great <laughs> ensemble. Yeah. I mean, this is just as strong. Like Susie, I, I might laugh harder at Susie in <laughs> yes. like yelling at Larry oh, so than funny. anything yeah. Larry does, and just them going at each other and giving them each other the <laughs> stare down. I mean, and just keep coming yeah. back from more. Just yeah, both the next for ten minutes so an episode. Funny. The next just, day, so it's good. always hey la, how are you? Like she's never, yeah. she never holds a grudge. Like <laughs> he does the most in her eyes, at least the most horrible things to her family. You are the most then, disgusting, but- pathetic. <laughs> And she's just yeah. every word in the book she throws at him, yeah. and then and he just leaves. That, he's like, "See you tomorrow." Yeah, and then the next day she's ha- not just that; she's happy to see him. Oh, hey, la. what do you guys? You know, like yeah. it always starts happy. She, <laughs> yeah, always- she'll always have his back. It's really weird. Uh, it's um, gosh, she's, she's such great. a great addition too. She's Jeff's great too. Jeff, Jeff is the is a great compliment to yes. Larry. Mm-hmm. I don't find myself laughing. Not to say he's not no. a funny person, but he's not. It's not his job to be a punchline. I mean, he is in some episodes, like when his head gets shaved and things like that. Yeah, um, <laughs> and especially in the in the most recent season, um, he's more involved. Yeah, but house. I mean, he's such a great straight man to Larry, and he sets up the scene so well. He might be the MVP of the show, just because yeah, of kind of that engine. that compliment to Larry. That's not Leon. That's not too over the top. That's just kind <laughs> of he's the. He's the George Michael Bluth of the situation, right? He's he's um you're kind of following vicari- following Larry vicariously through Jeff in a way. Mm-hmm. I think he's super strong. Um, no, totally. Let's talk about this season though. Yeah. So the MVPs, first off, 
I mean, it's not. It's a walk off. The MVP Salman Rushdie, right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, know. It's, it's so funny. Gosh. Like, think about Larry's pitch to HBO. It's like, yeah. So, what do you got for the new season? Well, it's uh, Salman Rushdie, and I'm doing this thing with uh, a fatwa, and they're like, go for it. <laughs> like, it's so out there, but only he can make it work in a way. You know, it makes the, no sense, but it does. The fact that Salman is. Like exactly wired like Larry, like he yeah. can get you out of any social situation. He's like, oh, yeah. Fatwa sex is the best. I mean, that's like, oh gosh, that's it's next level. Uh, it's like he saved that yeah, scene no, for the very the the penultimate episode in the in the series. Uh, yeah, so good. Um, but strong, I, strong, strong Leon year this year. It, Leon, I don't know if it was the strongest Leon year. There's that's the strongest. Or, but there's strong. two or three Leon moments, but he's not really involved in the in the narrative per se as he as he was yeah in the previous you're right season. he is on the peripheral he's he, kind he of just this, kind of a compliment i thought it would have been a great twist if at the end you find out he doesn't exist and he's just this weird part of larry's consciousness <laughs> wow. i told sarah that i was like that would have been cool like wilfred or something yeah exactly he's like he's like his id yeah um but yeah he was but he had some i mean like brian said the hot dog eating contest line alone gosh yeah <laughs> um and i thought in the had in the con- finale hot dog eating contest while i was constipated <laughs> i still won <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah but he was great in the finale too with the swingers just literally yes. i want a painting of just something about larry and leon standing next to each other i start laughing i cannot yeah, yeah. Like they're the juxtaposition of those two. He's wearing the do rag and stuff. He's always in a he's always in a do rag and like a Hawaiian shirt and the (laughs) knee high socks. Like he's Jason Terry. Oh man, kills me. (laughs) Kills me. He's one of the funniest. He might be my favorite character in anything ever. And I'm including like Falstaff, Shakespearean characters. (laughs) I mean, Leon Leon Black is a legend. The there's some there's yoga some, teacher. So many. Just search Gosh. search best of Leon on YouTube. Oh yeah. There's so many. It's, there's hours remember, of good stuff. Remember when he yells at Larry about making that guy think he's sleeping with his wife? He's like, "Well, just hold <laughs> it up." But I am. You're like, "Well, yeah. you are." He's like, "Yeah, I'm tapping that." It's so indignant about it. Exactly. Oh gosh. Yeah, I, the bloopers too. If you're bored, Larry and Leon bloopers because Larry's a laugher and JB Smooth knows how to make larry laugh and that's about Gosh. 15 minutes of gold have you seen those brian i haven't oh no, that's that, a youtube be tonight yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> because you know it's all improv i mean a lot of the show's scripted story-wise and in some lines but leon's basically it's like hey be leon for five minutes and just mm-hmm. see where this goes mm-hmm. and there <laughs> is there's about seven minutes of bloopers just from previous seasons where larry is crawling around the set laughing and, and jb smooth has a completely straight face and it's one of the funniest blooper sex ever it's just such a perfect addition yeah. and i i feel like it shows the genius of the people involved like i would jb smooth's fine i've always you know whenever he's shown up in other stuff i'm always like oh yeah i like that guy yeah. i would never have been like uh in season <laughs> six of curb your enthusiasm we're gonna need to add a character to kind of just be initially to be kind of adversarial towards Larry and then, you know, become best buddies. Uh, who does, who should that be? But, I don't even think the best know. buddies like, thing was planned. I think he was going to oh, be yeah, adversarial just, and then they were just evolved. like, we cannot yeah, have yeah, yeah. can't lose yeah, this guy. They, he's yeah. now, and the, yeah. like, they don't well, even the, explain. He just lives, Larry's right. moved like four the, times. The write-off, the write-off <laughs> of, of his sister and whatnot <laughs> is, is so funny. It's just so funny. Like, well, 
she just leaves and then Larry's just like, what are you going to do? Leon's just like, well, going yep. back to my room. <laughs> just going back <laughs> to my room. room. He's, just, just, he's got a thing full of Panda Express. <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. So yeah, just had to keep him around. But like, I just, I never would have thought like, you know, in the production of this show, we've got to add JB Smooth. That is what will take the show over the top. It's, it's an and, unreal pairing. And the way he sort of, over time, come, we'll stop talking about Leon here soon, I promise. Or I may go another five yeah. hours, but yeah. yeah. The way he sort of comes to Larry's side, like he kind of speaks in yeah. this Seinfeldian hip hop speak, mm-hmm. where he, you know, he'll say, "You, you got Larry, that voice like, to Vince him. to him, yeah, yeah." And he he gets Larry in this, mm-hmm. like they are honestly soulmates. Like he replaced Cheryl with Leon for the better, by the way. Like he connects more with Leon. Mm-hmm. So funny to me, like you know, he's this sort of African American hip hop Southern California archetype, and then but he becomes this like neurotic Jewish person without losing any of his original identity. <laughs> you know, like he, he speaks sure. in those catchphrases like, Oh man, she, he, she foisted that on you. Like, and Larry's like, yeah, <laughs> that was for, you know, and it's like, he becomes this Seinfeldian character yeah. without losing any. I mean, it's so funny. Like it's the way they yeah. merge those two worlds is so funny. So yeah. I hope that in between if, whether we get another season of this or not, I hope that in between, they just become the new like Steve, Steve Martin and Martin Short and just go on tour together and do little bits. That that would be the, the peak. Yeah. Imagine sitting at like the Windspear, all of us just cry laughing because of what's happening on stage. Yeah. I mean, there they, Leon was uh, he's just he, yeah. No, the he opens the season probably with, like you said, Brian, with his best one with the, oh, the hot dog eating contest and the porno that he shot all mm-hmm. while constipated yeah. is like you're just like I was. <laughs> Rolling around on the floor laughing. I mean, I was dying. <laughs> Not, I wasn't raffling, though. I spelled it out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, so in the first episode, I wrote down um, the bits, right? So in the first episode... It opens with a bit of him not being able to get the shampoo out of the shampoo bottle and going insane <laughs> and smashing it against the wall of the shower. <laughs> the opening scene, I was like, that is so... He... he yeah. It's so Larry. Um... And then he doesn't open the door for the woman because she's wearing like a vest and stuff. And he has a whole conversation about it with her. And then uh, the fatwa thing comes into the play. And then he has a conversation with Leon about being about the constipated uh, employee and then uh, talks to Leon about lamping, which is another bit in here. And then <laughs> it's all coming back to me. And so. then um, they uh, then he finds out that the uh, employee was foisted on him by another employee. He then has to foist the uh, employee onto Susie. And uh, then he then Larry finds out that the woman he um, finds out the woman that he didn't let in was Jeff's haircut person, and um, <laughs> then becomes his haircut person. And then while he's getting his haircut tells her that she's a groom and not a bride when she's about to get married and they have this whole bridegroom conversation for a lesbian Gosh. wedding which is which is a great bit <laughs> and then he shows up at their house and um because they left the door ajar and he says ajar like 10 times so like quit saying ajar and <laughs> you left it ajar i mean if you don't left ajar i wouldn't want stop saying ajar uh but that's just the first episode and so and in the second episode, you've got Buck Dancer, you've got the prostitute that dresses too much like a prostitute, you've got uh, the fact <laughs> you got the fact that they tuck in the sheets in the hotel and he doesn't like that. Um, Funkhouser's pitcher, yeah. nephew, the pride of my oh, life. Gosh. Yeah. Um, the fact that they're serving Pepperidge Farm. You did kill my family. 
uh, the, the fact that they're serving Pepperidge Farm cookies and not real cookies. Um, yeah. The fact that they use tongs and he hates the tongs and he wants to use his fingers. <laughs> um, the fact that Leon's eating a beef stick <laughs> uh, is great, like the beef jerky. Um, then the kid pitcher thing with the pickle jar. And uh, then the, the definition of curb is he has an entire scene with the kid in the pickle jar. And he's, everybody's ripping the pickle jar away from the kid. And the kid breaks his arm, leaves, and then Larry goes, I think there's a half full one in the fridge. And Leon pulls it out and they eat it, away. Like, it was Everyone's all for nothing. to be a pickle jar hero. Yeah. You gotta be. It, and then he uses the pickle jar in turn uh, for the for the entire culmination of the episode. Yeah, that's just two episodes or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a season's worth of bits there. <laughs> it worked into basically 40 minutes of TV. Um, incredible, incredible stuff. And, and funny stuff because he always finds that thing. And just like Seinfeld did those common things in life that happen to everybody that you never realize. Right. Uh, like the, uh, he just puts these things into the zeitgeist, right? Like the accidental text on purpose. Like I'll never look at that the same or that situation the same, but leave it to Larry to kind of put those things out there and make them, make them a thing. Uh, just like totally, they, they made so many terms uh, on Seinfeld. Your, yeah. Like no, trademark basically. Favorite sort of like, for back of the word bit of the year. Kent. Well, uh, this year, I kind of go ahead this season. You mean, yeah, this year. What was your favorite uh, kind of uh, running gag or whatever you want to call it yeah. that, that went through an episode or a series of episodes? Let me see. Let me think about it. I've got mine. Um, I can. I can. I can talk. To me, I don't know. I don't know why I thought this was so funny. The um, the doctor patient confidentiality going the other way yeah. really made me laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yes. it's one of those where you side with Larry so hard that's like that doesn't work the other way. Uh, that really made me like when he says that they like. Uh, what are they? Not the mushrooms, but the uh, the stuff that are always on every fry. I'm blanking here. Uh, truffles. He, he. Oh yeah. That you know, Cranston's character loves truffles, and he's terribly offended that he would share that outside of his office. I don't know why that the absurdity <laughs> yeah. of that really made me. Laugh. Yeah. yeah. Like, what about Doctor Patient Confidentiality? He's like, that doesn't work for you. That's so you don't tell people my stuff. No, no, it goes both ways. <laughs> like that. That was so dumb, but made me laugh. <laughs> Yeah, that was strong. I thought I already mentioned it, but episode eight with the uh, with the Muslim guy interviewing all these past people that he's come in contact with. Yeah, that killed me. Like the so wait, he dated two women in a wheelchair. <laughs> like that just incredible. Just a, I, I mean, that was a for me. I had I mean, I was crying laughing. It was so funny to me. Um, there are so many. So many good, good ones. Uh, the the episode where they take the hot yoga, like Leon and Larry taking hot yes. yoga, and and he uh, he's worried about his Uber rating, and he says he would kill himself if he was a two. <laughs> 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 and then the entire thing is about him and his rating going up and down, and then the hot yoga coming to his house and stuff. It's so funny. Um, maybe the disturbance in the kitchen. That was one of my favorite bits on him just questioning the waiter about why can't you tell me what the disturbance mm. is, uh, yes. is so funny. Um, that, I mean, I could keep going. Do you want me to <laughs> bring Elizabeth Banks into the fold is great. I thought yeah. the guest stars are awesome. Lynn Manuel is like future American treasure. Yeah. He was all over again. Play kind of a, so good. The most beloved person probably right now in American culture. 
and to have him play himself as kind of a prick yeah. <laughs> was yeah. was really funny right. on everyone's part. Like no one would write Lin Manuel as a jerk except for Larry, and Lin Manuel's mm-hmm. awesome for playing himself as as right. kind of he just leaned into it big yeah. time. Yeah, if Larry perfectly is able to capture and talk about so much, so many subjects that people won't even touch. Right, like episode five. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Is no no one would do that on network television that episode where he refuses mm-hmm. to shake or to say thank you for your service he doesn't yeah. refuse yeah. he just he just greets do him that's it yeah because, yeah, because, because se- the guy seven people yeah. said thank you for your service he's like what enough people said it like he know like I don't have to say it um it was I mean it, it's it's like going about it in the the perfect way and and don't take the way I said it for that go watch the episode. And just the the way that they're able to kind of comment on those things without being disrespectful throughout the entire series, they do yeah. several things like that. Mm-hmm. Is, oh, yeah, uh, the is kamikaze it, pilot. Yeah, I mean, and oh, even the thing with Michael J. Fox. I mean, the, <laughs> gosh, <laughs> you, American Church. incredible, incredible. Yeah, that was that was so strong. And then to call back on it this season with his little cameo uh-huh. was unreal. Oh, it was. It was. It was great. Um. So as far as this, did you shake the can? Did you shake the can? Like, oh, a little bit. Yeah, I love when they, when they were, all the callbacks were great. <laughs> so as far as where this season ranks, I mean, this might be the most fun I've had watching watching a curb season, just because I was craving it so much. Maybe I thought this was a really strong season. Um, it's definitely not the worst season. I don't know if it's the best, but it's definitely not the worst. Um, Season eight was really strong. I love the car. The car periscope episode is great. Palestinian oh, chicken. Man, I love yeah. Palestinian mm-hmm. chicken. My favorite episode ever. The hero where he's the where he's in the airplane is great. Uh, the Val <laughs> silent. They're so the one with Rosie and the Michael J. The Fox Rosie are all in that. They're all in that season. Great. The juicy. That's my favorite season. I think that's why this one is a little bit because it has to follow that one. I but think then, that New York season is un back to back to back to back. The Rosie episode where he's juicing. Yeah, is you juicing? And uh, when he goes to the old guy in the park and has to get the Viagra, I mean, right. gosh, yes. that's that's that might be my favorite episode. Gosh, that, yeah. when he when she when she won't let him go into the Hall of Fame, like yeah, just the baseball Hall of Fame, yeah, because he cheated, he's juicing, yeah, killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. that might be the number. That's oh, that might be the number. That's the same episode. one where he gets the kid so the uh, sewing machine too, right? Isn't that all? Or at least it comes back on that one. I think that's all in one. I might be mixing, but I think that's where he. No, because he's dating a different girl there. Never mind. No, it's, it's not. Girl, yeah, think, yeah, you're right. You're it's right. Same season. Same it's season. Earlier in that Love season. when he gets Gosh. the kid the sewing machine too. Yeah, he's gay. He's not. No, I don't have a problem with it. He's, your kid's gay. <gasps> he is special. <laughs> she gets so offended. I got him a sewing machine. Yes. Yeah, he and he, lo- loves he loves it. it. He loves it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, season eight is he is makes great. The slots to go pillow. Larry, Larry taught me that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the. Uh, in episode five, the vow of silence, the chat and cut. I love that <laughs> where he's at the buffet and the, Oh yeah. The, the lady cuts in line, just trying to talk to somebody. That's a great, that's and a great he like bit. respects her for it. Yeah. He's no, like, no, no great see, chat and I, cut. I, just, just a plus chat and cut. Love that. Um, so season eight worked on 90% of people. Unfortunately, you tried that on me. Right. And, no. uh, <laughs> I know what yeah. you're doing. Not, not gonna, not gonna say you didn't do a good job great chat and cut she's like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> no no it's cool um i i think season eight is really strong but nothing is better in season eight than when leon pulls up in the prius after driving it across 
yes. the country it's, from LA. Old McDonald's. I'm here. This car got some heart. Hasn't uh, washed it where, once, clearly. Where my like, room at? Yeah. And then he walks he walks up to the penthouse. I'm here. Sometimes you gotta say that, Larry. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a weak car before, yeah. but this car's got some heart. This car's got some heart, man. I got I eight got, people. I got yeah. eight people. You got you treats a car. Larry's just mystified. He never gets mad at Leon, which is so funny. He's always just mystified by him. Like, who would treat a car like this? This is and then immediately he lives with him and he's using all of his groceries and Larry's going to him for advice, like within ten minutes. Yeah. Bats <laughs> bats and balls, L D. Got it. Gosh, that's a strong season. That might, but then the season before that is season seven, the Seinfeld season, and just the the the, the reunion conversation is episode three of that season, and they basically have it an arc from episode three until the very last one, episode ten, on the the entire <laughs> reunion process. And man, those three episodes—the reunion, oh, the table read, and Seinfeld. It, that's that is curb. That's what curb is. You know the the <laughs> way you can do a show within a show about nothing. The the jokes in the, within themselves. The the do you respect wood? I mean, all of it stacked <laughs> on everything is that's that is curb. Yeah. I mean, if if somebody and said the, and the Seinfeld is really dead on on what Seinfeld like that is mm-hmm. what that renewal would be like with yeah. George with Madoff. Yeah. And his app that has all the toilets in New York. I mean, that's like exactly what they would do. Made off. And mm-hmm. I thought of it. You know, it was like. I mean, they really did. They did a no reunion perfect. without doing a reunion. It yeah. was the perfect yes. way to do it. Um, to do Seinfeld without doing Seinfeld. I mean, it's it's only the Larry Larry David way. And in the conversation that him and Jerry have in the show where he's pitching it to him has to be exactly what it was like. He's like, we won't it won't be we won't do it like anyone else because we're not anyone else, you know. And uh, I mean, if anyone says which which episode should I watch, I've never seen Curb. That's what I would point him to. So it no really kind of defines the entire stuff, and just how crass it is, like with the stuff with Funkhauser and stuff, and Michael Richards, <laughs> the, and the Funkhauser joke. I mean, this isn't for everyone because it's an enormously crass joke. But when Funkhauser tells the joke to Jerry, it might be my favorite oh my moment gosh. ever. I kept telling Brian, just wait. Funkhauser's going to tell a joke, and you are going to die. And <laughs> and then Seinfeld is just into it. <laughs> yeah, like, he, I like that like, guy. It's the worst joke I've ever heard. You can tell like that, that guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know Bob Einstein probably really told him after the first time. Like That's no, Jerry's probably they genuine only, reaction. He, yeah. he said only Larry knew. Larry knew the punchline yeah. so that he could be like, come on, just tell the joke already, like so that he could play along. But he kept the joke a secret, and that's the first take. Well, that's why Larry laughs. I mean, that's why Jerry laughs so hard because he's hearing it for the Didn't first time. Didn't expect it to be so revolting. <laughs> <laughs> I like that guy. Yes, that's, that's what he says. That's perfect. I didn't expect Gosh. it to be so revolting. And then he goes, Come on, get out of here. He goes, Jerry, great to meet you. And he walks away, and Jerry goes, I like that guy. <laughs> the the funniest is so bad. When, when Funkhouser just shows up on the set, like, Lair, big day. <laughs> he's like, He's like, what are you he's doing eating. here? He's like, he has what? a plate full of catering yeah. to it. It's like part. muffins and fruit. <laughs> Lair, big day. And then he, he, Larry immediately turns to Jerry to say, God, you got to get this guy out of here. And Larry's like, I don't see, a, Jerry's like, I don't see a problem with it. What? He's, <laughs> he's like, a friend no, of but yeah, you said he was a friend. And then he tells the joke. Oh God. I, I mean, uh, and then the fact that Leon has never seen Seinfeld is like, <laughs> who is no, this who guy? It's like, what's Jason who are these guys? <laughs> yo, yo, Jerry hitting that right? You know, <laughs> exactly. No, have you you've never seen the show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now who's this guy? Right <laughs> now, he's funny. It's like, 
Oh gosh, that's one of the funniest bits too. And um, the last thing I'll say about those episodes is uh, when Larry tr- tries to play George on the show is so <laughs> it's funny. Terrible. And he's like, uh, oh gosh, it's so good. Because yeah. so- the bit was always that you know Jason Alexander was just doing a Larry David impression. George is getting upset when he's doing all that. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh. Huh? You happy? Huh? I uh, love it. I, I love and their that. face. Elaine's face. Well, or Julie Louise Drivers' face while he's yeah. doing that is just a pure contempt. Is so, and just the fact she doesn't like Larry that much on the show is so yeah. funny. The, the you should table. You should look up the blooper or the behind the scenes on that uh, that mm-hmm. episode because they show the outtakes of them rehearsing the Seinfeld stuff, and in that scene, Jason Alexander's like throwing lines to Jerry to say like in the way George would say them, you know, and it is. <laughs> there, no one can hold a straight face. I mean, they're all dying trying to get, trying to get through it. I mean, it, it really feels like a genuine reunion, and I think the table read might be my favorite part of the entire thing. Oh, with, yeah, with Jason Alexander with the pen, and he's like, "You put it in every orifice." He's like, "I shoved the pen up my ass. That's what I did during the table read." Uh, <laughs> um, but gosh, season seven super strong. The season six, too. don't leave that out. Yep, three oh, years yeah, of my life acting with not acting. How many years it was? They're like. Oh yeah. yeah. Having having said that, having that's said a great that. bit. That's a great bit. <laughs> the uh Groats disease thing with Duberstein and Leon is is great. Yeah, um, Duberstein. Gosh. I, I I'm going back to season six. I'm just looking here. And season six is gosh, the lefty call, the freak book. Yeah. The anonymous donor. <laughs> Funkhauser is a huge part in, of season six. Uh, we yep, meet Leon is. for the first time in season six. The TiVo yep. guy episode where he hangs up on his wife who's dying because the TiVo guy's there. Don't forget, uh, back up a little bit. Season seven, I think, is Funkhauser's crazy sister, Bam Bam. Yeah. Oh, the gosh. Bam Bam episode. America. Yeah. <laughs> North American, American treasure. Catherine yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bam Bam is classic. Very, very classic. <laughs> and then Jeff is just like, yep, needs to go back in the home. <laughs> like, God. He's a horrible person. What a miserable person, but I'm laughing. I love it. Uh, so I'm season six might be the one that I probably revisit the most. I don't know why I feel that's, that's the one like when it's late and I'm going to bed, I just, and I'm an anonymously browsing, uh, which, some which our, episode I'm going to do. It's just like, I always end up on season six for some reason. <laughs> it's, uh, some of our best David Schwimmer that we've gotten to in season, season four, season four, season three that, or four. That's what I was, I was waiting to ask you. How did you guys feel about the producers? Because I think that's maybe the second strongest like arc of the Super of the show strong. is the Great. Ben Stiller David Schwimmer thing, <laughs> and where he pokes his eye out because right. he didn't want to put it in his pocket because it'll puncture his scrotum. Uh, right. The whole George Costanza thing, <laughs> and, and yeah. uh, gosh, and David Schwimmer, future American treasure, probably. Yeah, Schwimmer is uh, awesome. Is, is low key awesome in in this, and I'm waiting because I'm going to get this for you, Richard. I'm going to get you like the the actual poster of the producers with Larry David and David Schwimmer. <laughs> I'm looking for it. Like he's got it hanging in yeah. season nine. He's got yeah, it hanging in his, in his office. I'm like, gosh, I need to like get a high res <laughs> thing and then have that in my house. Like that is epic. Um, but I just love, because it's so random, like how, who would ever picture Larry David doing Broadway and then he's doing it. Right. And it, it brings that right. all back with Fatwa and everything. It is well, and so having good. it all culminate yeah. in Mel Brooks trying to sabotage yeah. his own show so that he can stop doing it is so <laughs> strong, and that's 
That is a great bit. Like that, that was one of the five or six things that I was most, that it just, it hit me so hard that Mel, the way Mel Brooks leaned into that, as you would expect, because, you know, he's great, but, uh, was such a funny bit. That is the same season as the carpool lane. Hmm. It's just, it's strong, man. There's, it's a lot of funny bits that you would, I don't know, like a normal human should not be able to come up with that many great bits over the course. And, but again, that's partly, I think why it takes him so long to come back for more. Just cause like, imagine coming up, like I'd be thrilled if I came up with one of those bits that we've mentioned today. And that's, yeah. you know, that's just his life. That's just what he does. It's so funny. What is uh, your favorite bit? in the entire series. Like what's the, what's the quintessential? I think do your respect would might be my favorite. <laughs> He's so concerned. Like you, you don't respect wood. Like, He's so indignant when she accuses yeah, him. When of she accuses him, she, it's like, I endear wood. <laughs> <laughs> I love wood. I respect it. I don't think I you revere, do. Yeah. I revere wood. I revere yeah. wood. Yeah. yeah, that's great. I just loved this. May be stealing from you, Richard. Sorry. The whenever you catch the, uh, let me ask you something. That's yeah. that was my favorite thing because you just know. Oh boy, here we go. Like it's What's good. He just the, can't uh, let something go. You black muslin in the red bow tie me. when he goes back on that guy for no reason. <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah, circles back. I literally take seven steps when he circles back. On, when he circles back in season nine. Uh, with the waiter is so great too. Yes. Um, yeah. About uh, what what if what the face? chef makes a face? Yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> that's that's a classic. Uh, no, he made a, bit he made like a, and then they just go back and forth like 45 seconds making faces. <laughs> I want it boiled, but not if the chef makes a face. A fine face. <laughs> it's so it, it's uh, and that's just in season nine. I mean, if 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 all Curb was was season nine. I think it would be mm-hmm. a great culmination of of what it is, a good representation. It of is. What kind it's of a stuff. little bit, you know, like to me, it was like um, when a band goes back and is like, "Hey, uh, we're going to go re-record our album that we made twenty years ago now, note for note, mm-hmm. because yeah. we're way better musicians yeah. now." And you're like, "I love all these songs, but you miss that kind of urgency of the original one." That's how I felt on this. It's st- and by that I mean it's still better than any of the crap out now for the most part, but. It did feel a little bit cover bandy of like, okay. And some of the contrivances were a little more obvious and uh, the ways to get to the story were a little more, like I said, contrived. It was a little bit missing in that, but it's still, you know, I'm here for the laughs and I still laughed a lot. I agree. It's, it's among the strongest. I mean, I'm just trying to rack my brain on every single season. Uh, Season one is strong. I would say season two is probably the lowest. I was going to, that has some good one though. That's that has like the doll head and stuff in it though, right? Is that season two or is that three? Where they uh, where they steal the doll? Yeah, head. That, that that season two. That's a that's, great and episode. the shack and the shack episodes in season two. Yes, the shack episodes mm-hmm. awesome too. That's a great episode where he becomes a car salesman. <laughs> Baptism, <laughs> Baptisms in season two. Yeah, and he, had well, no that, idea, he has no idea what incredible. it is, which yeah. is so funny. Why would I know? I'm I don't. <laughs> Maybe season three then. <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're all strong. I, I I think season nine, and you know when we when we get away from it and away from the excitement of hey six years off, we'll probably be somewhere towards the bottom. But that's okay. That's great. I mean I'm I'm just happy we ha- it didn't it didn't. But here's uh, the thing, Richard hurt the legacy of the show whatsoever. Did season three have Leon? 
Like, how much does that... Um, <laughs> does. <laughs> <Back> matters. <laughs> I'm telling you, I could... What was that show with the girl from Will and Grace a few years ago that was so bad that we had to watch the... Um, oh, the... It's Deborah Judging Messing, Amy. The, uh, Judging somebody. Judging Amy. Yeah, let's just it say Bad Judge. We'll just say the, Kate, mysteries mysteries of Laura. the Mysteries of Laura. Mysteries of Laura. Bad Judge, yeah. one of those horrible shows. Those have Leon... Probably still on the air. A little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Not JB Smooth, by the way. Just Leon mm-hmm. shows up. Leon. He's eating. Mm-hmm. You know, he gives some advice to people for six minutes. <laughs> yeah. Him with the uh, the swingers. The, the fact that he's immediately suspicious of them and just kind of looking up the <laughs> stairs. And then, and then it's like, wait, I didn't come in because I thought you might have been in on it. I didn't. Why would you think? On the finale? I don't know what you do. I thought you might have been, you know, you know, do it in your sleep, you know? Well, you consciously, you know, consciously, you consciously, he always explains it in the most like, ridiculous ways. Yeah. Oh, God, he's the best. The way Larry is, is uh, so used to being rich is great, too. Like, he's so used to these mm-hmm. luxuries mm-hmm. of life. In, in, in the most recent season, where he's complaining about the remote for the curtains. <laughs> and he's like, yes. Why can't you just open the curtains? Like, if you ever had a remote for your curtains, you'll never look at it the same way. Uh, he's just so pretentiously rich. Um, and I just the love sh- that about him, how he comments on just the luxuries well, of life when you're a billionaire, pretty much. We, yeah, we talked about this. You know, to some people, that's a criticism of the show. Like, oh, I hate watching this show about rich people having lunch. But, like, to me, that's what he knows. He doesn't try to make a show about, you know, inner city Hispanic people that, you know, and, and their struggles to find proper schools and the rise up through, you know, there's a show there, but someone else needs to write that. Larry's like, yeah, I'm rich and I have lunch and I'm going to find the comedy in that world and I'm not going to mm-hmm. pretend whatever. And it really, especially this season was just like people at a country club having lunch and that they're still not happy because they're humans and they're yeah. so focused on the foibles of life. They cannot just enjoy the fact that they're wealthy. And that's like, yes. to me, that's the right decision to make because it would be, it would be untrue to try to make, write something else. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and to, to that point as well, I think that might be, I'm kind of just playing, I'm just kind of just repeating what you said, Richard, but like typically if you're going to do a show or a movie or whatever about rich people and how their lives are still terrible, there's got to be like some kind of like I don't know like, like some this, kind of catalyzing this is not how factor you should win. that makes yeah. well yeah or and and like you know he's he's rich but he's still right, angry about right. his dad you know or something like <laughs> yeah. that and it's just that these people are miserable people that's all it comes down to <laughs> yeah. they would be they would be this way if they were ext- if they were living on welfare you know it's yeah. the same it's just their problems are different but the people are yes. are the same and that's why that's why it works gosh I was looking through episodes while while you're talking about the best season and i forgot about when uh i forgot about when larry steals ida funkhauser's flowers from her oh, roadside yeah. memorial yep. and <laughs> and funkhauser's being like if you weren't my best friend i would punch <laughs> you right in the face and then larry's like best friend <laughs> <laughs> killed me the, the episode after that is where <laughs> Jer- uh, his assistant is sitting too close to the bathroom and all he's like memorizes his bathroom habits and he's like super worried about that and then the episode after that is where he gives him the freak book Ted Danson the freak book for his birthday yeah, um, we should talk about a strong it. season newly minted American treasure just mm. an- this show alone gets him AT status I think I mean it's mm-hmm. he's so strong in this it's just the constant foil to Larry always advising him to go to therapy and then ends up <laughs> stealing his wife or you know dating his ex-wife at the end is or so far the end i mean 
Gosh, I mean, Ted Danson's great on this. It's such yeah. a and Mary Mary was Steenbergen yeah. was fabulous as well. I mean, she's the where the episode where her and Larry go shopping is a classic. Um, and then they go to that. He ends up going to that event with just her mom, which is because <laughs> they all back yeah. out. Oh, Paul Simon concert. Yeah. Yeah, Paul Simon concert. That's what it was. That's right. Um, I, I forgot so the, much the bongos. bongos the bongos black maybe black out that memory. <laughs> uh, oh, it's, it's hilarious uh, how Larry's always dating women way out of his league too. Like he dates Lucy Lawless like at one point in the show. But hey, uh, Jennifer Lawrence said that's her biggest crush. So he does have a. He, oh yeah, Larry pulls. I'm sure. Pulls. I'm sure he really does. Um, American Treasure John McEnroe makes it makes appearances here. <laughs> John um, how can, how can we have gone this far without mentioning freaking Wanda Sykes? Like oh, she is, I love she's she's such an icing to this show too. Like, uh, yeah, shows are great. Let's say, add Wanda. Let's add Wanda screaming at Larry. That's always that is. That is super funny. They're dynamic. No one should hate Leslie Jones more than Wanda Sykes because it's like I've been doing that bit for twenty years, but I actually have jokes behind it. Like I'm good at yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm funny and everyone thinks I'm funny and ugh, it drives me nuts. I love Wanda though. I think Wanda's hilarious. It's, the fact uh, that she's always just there for Larry's worst moment. Yeah. Is so yes. Funny. In her yes. face. She happens so to great. be there. Gosh. But again, she still kind of likes him too. That's always great. Everyone has so little morality that they witness these just completely, just egregious, awful behavior, or at least interpreted awful behavior. But they're always backing on Larry almost immediately, which is so they just don't care. They just start. <laughs> I'm, let me be mad for ten minutes, and then yeah, of course you're my best. Yeah, yeah. If you weren't my yeah. best friend, <laughs> Funkhauser is always by his side. I would, I would, I want to see a. Just Larry and Funkhauser show spinoff, or just the, the House of Funk. I, yeah, I don't spinoff know show Funkhauser with Funkhauser, House of Funk. <laughs> yeah, House of Funk. If you could do Leon and Funkhauser, it would go against everything I know about comedy, and I'd be a hundred percent in. Oh yeah. <laughs> Another moment in the show. The accidental that... text on purpose. You're a genius. <laughs> You're a genius. <laughs> um, the. A, a, a moment in the show that kind of defines again about pretentious rich living is when he's not satisfied with the uh, the Larry David sandwich. It's got whitefish, Lux. cream cheese. <laughs> what? If he has to trade so with Ted Danson sandwich, <laughs> capers. What? <They're, laughs> capers are okay, but I mean, um, man, I love this show so much. There's one of the best. We, ever. we could, we could do an we could do a, an episode on every season. Honestly, oh, yeah. Uh, this is just us railing off the top of our head on uh, memorable moments throughout yeah, the show. Sorry, but we're this, just quoting it, and laughing, Brian. But. <laughs> how did you feel? I mean, because my my experience of this was different watching it. How did you feel it progressed, like from episode one to the end, or did you feel like it was super consistent uh, all the way through? Yeah, I think it's very consistent. Um at least in tone and like the, the conceit and the way that they build, you know, from start to finish each episode, it's incredibly consistent, which is remarkable. You got it. You kind of got it right, right off the bat, um, which is great. Again, I think the more, I think the more that on screen, Larry David kind of drifted into like, probably uh, like a a drama, a dramatized, a dramatized version of Larry David, but still, I think more and more real to who, at least to who we think Larry David is. I think the show gets better as it goes on that front. Like it just, not that it wasn't like the main premise of the first episode, but I feel like 
episode one, Larry David is like 75% of episode 90, Larry David, you know, and just in the, just in its Larry David, <laughs> I guess, like he's just really, uh, again, once, once Cheryl left, there's just, he, he doesn't care and it's awesome and it makes it for, I don't know, it, Richard and I talked a bunch about how throughout, while I was watching about how, um, you know, he's a terrible person and he says and does terrible things, but you kind of agree with him 90% of the time. And I felt like that percentage went up as the, as the show went like down the stretch pretty much all the time. I'm like, man, I wish I could pull that off. Cause he's spot on. Like he's Larry's in the right on this one again, and we'll somehow get raked over the coals for it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm it's remarkable how consistent it is from start to finish. I think having watched 90 episodes in the span of, you know, two months. Yeah, or really the only Larry is smart and correct and has great social judgment. His error is he never, he, the only error he has is that he never learns that it's not going to go well for him. Right. So like, mm-hmm. yes. that's the only time you're like, he, you know, after several seasons, like Larry, just don't bring this up. Like this is going to backfire. And you, right. That's the only the only thing that's foolish about him as a comic fool is that he 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 earnestly goes into every situation thinking this is the time it will go right. Mm-hmm. But he yes. is right most of the time. It's just you would never you would never touch those right. things. Yeah, he's he's uh it's a great great character. Um, and it's a show full of great characters. And it's it's a show you know along with um, I always think if you want to like, like teach comedy writing, even though it's not uh, it's not um you know scripted in terms of dialogue, I think. You know, all the comedy is really driven. That and I always think Curb and South Park are the two things that are really driven by are really story driven. Um, mm. You get these characters, you put them in these conflicts, and you let that drive the comedy instead of trying to kind of force in. Oh, this scene would be good, and this scene would be good. Um, I think they're really, really South Park and, and Curb are both great shows for that and really teaching. I think what I consider like the highest, the most difficult level of comedy writing is. Let's just get jokes just purely for story alone. That's the hardest thing to do. It's it's not easy. Look, I mean, people fail all the time trying to do dialogue or wacky character-driven humor. That's hard, too. But I think the hardest thing to do is to do it solely based off story. And like I said, Curb is the only show I know of where I think it's the it's the highest level of comedy that I can think of where I, I pre-laugh. I start, I, I go, I start thinking, I don't know where this is going. Or sometimes I do know where this mm-hmm. is going. The joke hasn't hit yet, and I'm already giggling on my sofa because I know <laughs> I can just tell by these seven, you know, my spidey sense is tingling, and this is about to be really funny. Uh, that to me is like no other show I can really think of does that. Maybe the like, <laughs> remembering when he uh, he can't open the package and he has to go buy the thing to open yeah, the package, exactly and then that's enough. in that's in the packaging that is like <laughs> <laughs> it's like the triple. Yeah, God, that's where we. Ah! That's when Leon shows up and yells at him for telling yeah. him that guy he's sleeping with his wife. Right. <laughs> but I am sleeping with her, Larry. <laughs> oh, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I'm trying to think of my least favorite arc in the show. Maybe mm-hmm. when the Palestinian chicken safe house stuff. I don't, I, that's probably my least favorite, maybe. Oh, the beginning the, of uh, season eight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I love anything with Palestinian chicken. Yeah. I think that's strong. I think that's maybe so the Scorsese movie. Oh thing. yeah. I think that they kind of drifted. A little, that's like season three. I think yeah. that drifts a little bit. There, nice. are, there are like several in season two, season three that are just like, you, you don't remember them. Um, yeah. Palestinian chicken. It's just, 
great. They, be, go ahead, sorry, kid. They, not to say they're bad. They just haven't. They, totally. They're not the first thing that come to mind when you think of this show. Mm-hmm. Palestinian chicken's great just because of the a that's hilarious and then b the social assassin is the subplot of that. Mm-hmm. And when he when he gets into her for saying for saying lol and she's like yeah it's right. cute right he's like no. <laughs> that's like the ultimate he doesn't care anymore and he's proud to be a social assassin and he's about yes. to hit the game winning putt and then Susie gives it that <laughs> and he turns oh, around yeah. he's like why he do you get do that himself. every time yeah uh, yes I was gonna say season three is you are like a looking social through the assassin <laughs> I love that he can't stand to be I was happy, gonna say kid. season three was the down ep- season but that's the uh, that's the hair in the throat. Episode. The entire season is based around the hair oh, in the throat. Yeah. So I don't I don't know that I can say that that's a down season. Yeah, pretty strong. Pretty strong. It'll. Yeah, I, I see what you mean, Richard, about it about it being about season nine just being so. It's it's Curb playing the greatest hits, especially when he does the pretty pretty good like three times, and it's like. It's like the most the <laughs> least subtle way of doing it. Um but gosh, I can't I can't knock it because I had so much fun watching this season. When I, the watch peak with Cranston, it's like why why don't you get a clock and put it behind me so you're not peeking the whole time at um uncomfortable chairs. Well, he makes him buy I mean, the chair, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the whole funeral uh, is hilarious. Funkhauser's nephew's funeral, that whole set piece is so funny. When he's like speaking out loud, like no, nope, yeah. I don't know, I don't know, so that the therapist hears him. Um, so that's that's man. I want to do like a follow up episode on this. I want to go back and watch <laughs> and watch more of these. But it's among the best comedy of the past. Let's let's rank shows past twenty years comedies. Right? What what are the ones Gosh. you think of? You think of Friends? You think of The Office? You think of? Uh, Fraser was gone. Arrested Development. Yeah, Arrested yeah. Development for sure. I'm thinking from 2000 until now. Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> of course, uh, Young Sheldon soon to be <laughs> on that <laughs> on that same level. Bad jokes um, again. I don't mean to be right. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a you drama. can never talk yeah. about bad bad judge too much here. I, I mean, Arrested Development has always been my go-to. Like, that's the best sitcom of my lifetime. Um, it's hard to say that this doesn't top. Oh it. wow, it's, wow, Brian! I mean, I, I, I think praise. I still. I know it's high praise. I think I would still go Arrested Development, but I can't tell you that that wouldn't be partly uh, the nostalgia. Bo- and Arrested Development kind of has an easier road in that there's only. 50 episodes instead yeah. of 90 you know so, and that the comedy was compressed into three years instead of 17 or whatever so that's it's harder to do granted you can't watch this right out in the open with like your kid around and stuff but is this gonna enter it's at least on some level the b gill watch rewatchability matrix will you like will you revisit curb in the next five ten years yeah i i think i will and rest development i don't revisit particularly often it's like this I don't for me it's like I don't ever want those jokes to get old and yeah. so I go back to them I go back when when I want to rewatch I go back to Parks or I go to The Office or occasionally some of the others but those are my big two because it's like comfort two broke girls me, yeah. but yeah yeah obviously um, I didn't I didn't really feel like I had to even mention <laughs> it but um so but yes I I think I I think I'll go back on this one I might 
honestly though, I might not start. I might start at season five or whatever when yeah. Leon comes in. Because to me, maybe season four, I think was is when the Funk Man comes. But I, to <laughs> me, it just takes off to a whole nother level with those two characters. They just they add so much. The yeah, thing about it is is like I, the point I kind of made earlier, naming the jokes is you always forget what bits are in what episodes. So that's that's mm-hmm. what makes this show insanely re- rewatchable. Where it's not like Friends, where it's like. The one with the fridge, like it's literally named that, and that's the bit for that episode. This, I mean, there's seven or eight bits in each episode. You always forget which season was which was which mm-hmm. joke, and it's always great to uh, to remember or forget about jokes and and have them almost seem like them uh, for the first time again. It is one of the more, and it's more rewatchable than Seinfeld, I think, even due to that fact. And how I'm, meta, I'm, I love yo, how meta I'm, it is too. How it's kind of real life, yeah. real celebrities kind of playing off themselves. That's that's always interested me. Is kind of the mockumentary aspect of it too. I'm always rewatching Seinfeld. Man, it's so good. the The thing that's got on me on this time is I'm like rediscovering my childhood love of Cosmo Kramer. Like he's just such an absurd yeah. character that doesn't. It's a very grounded. Seinfeld's a weird show comedically, but like such a grounded show in reality. And then, like, Kramer is like a Avenger <laughs> that happens to live next door. Like, he lives in a completely different reality as the rest of them, and it's so absurd; it makes me laugh. He's his whole life in America Industries. Yeah, I mean, Gosh. Seinfeld's and, like. By the way, Kramer in this oh, yeah, show. Oh, yeah. That's that's an. That's what I mean when I said when he's going about stuff at Leon, that no, nobody would tell. You people are awful. Or, All the people, everyone has their phone <laughs> yeah. out. No. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Um it Seinfeld's my Desert Island show probably. Same. This is very close. The Office is very close in terms of comedies. But I mean it's one, two, three, Curb, Seinfeld and sure. and uh The Office for me. Very close. One A, one B and one C. Mine seriously. are probably Parks. Ooh. Um and I would probably my top three would probably be Parks Arrested. Not in any particular order, just Parks, Arrested, and Seinfeld. Curb is a close fourth, would probably be my. And then uh, The Office is probably mm. fifth for me. But, cool. uh, That's fair. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd probably, I'd go Office and Parks one and two in some order. But after that, uh, this. Larry this Sanders be, for me, too. This, but yeah. I don't really think this, of that as Larry sitcom-y Sanders, because thing. it's more like, right. it's a weird show. But. Right. This would be fun to watch, to, to rewatch over and over and over again. I don't think it would. I don't think it would get old the way some sitcoms could potentially get old, I think. You're definitely right. Well, this has been fun, man. Love us some Larry. Love us some Curb. Hope everyone enjoyed this little bonus episode. By the way, I think we're getting another season, guys. I really do. Really? I do. I don't know when. The way this one ended, though, with him running down the street. I feel like season eight ended even more with him and Leon in France. And you know, this is a chalupa mm. wrapped inside of <laughs> that's it's like Obel. Because all the restaurants in Paris and you're eating what is that? Is that a chalupa? <laughs> um Le Pig Parker. Um but uh, Let me ask you something. <laughs> Are you happy with your parking? <laughs> but I this one to me it really wrapped up the season. It didn't and maybe that's the point, but it didn't wrap up the show as much as even other previous endings they have. I think I don't know. I think he had fun with this season. I would not be surprised if we get a tenth and final. We'll see. That would put it past Seinfeld, right? Yeah. Seinfeld had nine. Yep. So. Yep. And HBO, as you know, is the whatever, whatever, whenever, whenever, you know, just come on. We're, we'll pay for it. Just tell I us. I don't what. know. I hate to say this, but better be sooner rather than later. 
Yeah. Larry's no, not he's, getting any younger. Yeah, but he's, I mean, watch him run at the end of that episode. This oh, man's yeah. incredible shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, this is a, this is a strong, strong show, strong F. season. F. Murray Abraham, by the way, this season, another yes. strong. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's on my AT list. Are you an I love tracker? that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was such a Seinfeldian thing. That was. And, and the way. I hate those people, too. The way Larry worked his, he he kind of works his his writing process into the script, like how yeah. he put the that joke into the script of the of <laughs> yeah. the Fatwa play, right? And he did that with Seinfeld too, like he put yeah. his actual something that something that stuff that happened to him in real life uh, in the actual Seinfeld reunion script of Seinfeld. Like it's just inception on inception of what's real life and what's a script with him. Honestly, he's just no uh, good job. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, this has been great. And if you like Curb, send us your favorite episodes. Let us know what you've, your favorite ones were, uh, where you rank the seasons and all that. And we'll continue this conversation offline. But until then, where can we find you, Brian? You can find me on the Twitter at BGill12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on all social media at Porno Gill. And you can find me, <laughs> Brian, by the way, after seeing Curb, you really missed out on a good, you know, Porno Gill or whatever his name is. The That could have been a good handle for you. Could have, you, really met, you came to the show too right. late. Could have been. I know. You could have had porno Gill. That, that's a. I wouldn't have a job, but I'd have a great Twitter. <laughs> that's handle, such a great so. when they go to the dinner party and you start stuff. Kirk starts telling the story. Yeah. <laughs> so and they're all just like, oh, uh-huh. yeah. it's just the grossest like thing. A normal ever. thing. And uh, Cheryl's just well, like, I say, porn paid for this house. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl's like, I would like to leave now. <laughs> so beaten down. Uh, you can find me on all social media at uh, Richard Barden. And at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter. Kent, where can I find you? You can find me on the Twitter at Kent Garrison, online, Snapchat, Instagram, all that good stuff. And uh, just leave us five stars if you like what you hear. Hit subscribe. Stay tuned every week. If you like bonus episodes and you want more of them, you might like the VIP Club because we throw out a lot of bonus content over there. Stuff that, does, that we don't have time for on the main feed, honestly. We just don't have time, so we throw it to the VIPs, and um, lots of good, fun stuff happening over there, so check that out on our website, if you please. All right, until next time, we'll see you at the cinema. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.